Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata off tonight, but we do have a special guest because it's a huge week. The Cincinnati Bengals are off their bye week and playing one of the best teams in the NFC, the 49ers. Joined by a special guest, Brian Rennick, host of 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Lindsey. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's good to talk to you. There's a lot going on for the San Francisco 49ers right now this there week. There is. It's really been a quarterback watch. Uh, can you tell me a little bit what, what's going to happen in the last two days in a uh, practice for them? Yeah. So, you know, it came out uh, on Tuesday uh, or really, I, I guess it really surfaced yesterday that, that Brock Purdy suffered a concussion in that Minnesota game. And there's been plenty of, of clips kind of going around showing the play that it likely happened. And it was uh, it was fourth or third and short. And uh, they tried a quarterback sneak and he did not get low enough. And Jordan Hicks from the Vikings uh, came in over the over the pile. And you can just see that helmet to helmet contact. You can see Purdy's head just go back into the side. And no one has confirmed that. But I mean, I, I don't know what other hit it could have been. And so he is in the concussion protocol, which means that Sam Darnold currently is in line to start for the 49ers on Sunday. Uh, it would be his first start for the team, but Kyle Shanahan did not have Sam Darnold take the podium today for uh, for the press, and neither did Brock Purdy. So I do think that they are biding their time. Uh, Purdy was at practice today doing non-contact drills, which I believe is step four 
of five when it comes to getting out of the protocol. So I think they are still holding out hope that that he can uh, test out of it and and be available for Sunday. But if not, it will be Sam Darnold leading that 49ers offense. Here's the thing about the 49ers and their offense. And you look at their head coach. He's extremely talented when it comes to this offense and, and what he's been able to do with Brock Purdy. And even if you put Sam out there, you can't overlook that if you're the Cincinnati Bengals. But if you've watched Brock Purdy over the last year, he's been a really fun quarterback, and I don't think he gets enough mm -hmm. credit. I know a lot of people throw out system quarterback and look who his head coach is, and he has all the weapons, yeah. but he's, he's making the throws and he's making great decisions. What's the biggest difference between Brock and Sam on Sunday? Um, I would say to me the biggest the biggest difference between Brock and Sam is what's between the ears. Uh, Sam Darnold is a much more physically gifted quarterback. Uh, Matt Mayoko, who was a beat writer for the 49ers uh, for NBC Sports Bay Area, uh, said earlier in the in the offseason during camp that Sam Darnold might be the best thrower of the football that he has seen in a 49ers uniform. Uh, the guy is uber talented physically, but uh, we are talking about Sam. I see ghost Darnold, and that is the biggest issue for him is that uh, it really has been between the ears. It really has been his pocket awareness his decision-making, and those are the two areas where Brock Purdy, to, in my opinion, has been elite since stepping in and taking over for the 49ers, uh, which is why those two interceptions in the fourth quarter against Minnesota seem so odd, but both of those came right after that concussion. Uh, and so it starts to make a little more sense why maybe his decision-making was a little, a little fuzzy. But... Darnold can make all the throws. The question is, is he going to make the right decision on where to go? And I think Kyle Shanahan, if Sam Darnold does start, I would imagine that Kyle Shanahan is going to do his best to keep the ball out of his hands. You know, he's been consistently with Purdy, you know, looking at 25 to 30 passes a game. I think you'll see that drop to, you know, maybe at max 20 if, if things are going well. But if they get behind, obviously, you're going to have to rely on Sam to, to bring you back. Yeah, you know, over the last few weeks, the 49ers, I mean, you can look at the Niners game. I know how people felt how that one ended. Obviously, the missed field goal, some questionable calls towards the end. And then you look at yeah. this game where they had a shot all the way till the very end. And then uh, the concussion happened, which we all found about found out about later. And then, as you mentioned, the two interceptions for Brock Purdy. But overall, you know, I've noticed this this kind of strange criticism for Brock Purdy because I've been mm -hmm. really impressed with him over his last year, his rookie year last year, stepping up and uh, being able to lead this team. And even the early start of the season, you know, what do you think about some of that criticism that, that you hear about him? Yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that he was the last pick in the draft and, and, and we live in a, in a, I would say a sports entertainment era where everybody is dying to be right on their take, right? Their take is more important than legitimate analysis, right? And if you came out with a take that said that Brock Purdy coming out of Iowa State, you know, no one thought that he could do anything in the NFL. And if he's successful, it means that all of those people missed on Brock Purdy. And then it makes them question, well, what did we miss? How did we miss? And, you know, I think what, what makes Purdy uh, good right now, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to crown him great. I'm not ready to do anything, but he's playing really well uh, is, is a lot of intangibles. It's his unflappability. It is his, uh, like I said, decision-making his anticipation, which 
you know, as a as a shorter quarterback with a relatively weaker arm than than some of these, you know, obviously Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes types, right? You have to rely on anticipation because you're not going to be able to fit it into tight windows because you don't have the arm strength. And so I think that's a skill that he's been working on the majority of his career as a as a quarterback in high school and college and now with the 49ers. Right. And and I think and, and I think to me, and I've said this, I said this last year uh, when when Brock came out, I was at that Miami game, which was awesome. It was the birth of, of the Brock Purdy legend. But, you know, as he continued to play, one of the things that I said, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on it's always game day in Cincinnati. But if there was a quarterback in the NFL that I felt like Brock Purdy reminded me most of, it was Joe Burrow in the fact that Joe Burrow, I think his superpowers are just the ice water in his veins, his decision making. And, and he's, he's more physically gifted than Brock Purdy. I will say that he's got, he's bigger and he's got a, a, a bit of a better arm, but Burrow is not, you know, the, the, uh, the elite athlete that Josh Allen is that Patrick Mahomes is that Lamar Jackson is he's more cerebral than that. And, and he wins with his mind. And I think that's again, where, where Brock Purdy really shines. And so, you know, like I said, I think the big thing and, and the reason why people tend to be down on him and, and really quarterbacks in Kyle Shanahan's system in general, because they cannot seem to divorce the player from the system even if that player has elevated the system like they've seen Brock Purdy do over what Jimmy Garoppolo was even doing in the system. Yeah, I agree. And to be determined if uh, Brock plays on Sunday, but I know 49er fans, Bengals fans, they're going to be watching the next uh, practice for the 49ers. We are recording this on a Thursday evening in Cincinnati. And I want to stay with the injury report right now because, look, this guy changes the game when he's not out there. Trent Williams. Uh, yeah say the best left, left tackle in the NFL and that's not exaggerating when he's not in the game it shows you could see a little mm -hmm. against the Minnesota Vikings right now um, I did see that report earlier I, I want to say he was working off the side any mm -hmm. update on what's going on with Trent Williams so yeah he did not practice again today um, and there hasn't been anything I believe he's still listed as doubtful uh, which is what he was listed at uh, prior to uh, that Minnesota game until Monday when he was officially ruled out. Um, and you're right. Trent Williams is, is the best left tackle in the NFL. I don't think you'd get arguments from anybody uh, if, if, if you brought that up somewhere. But the one thing I will say is that Jalen Moore, who filled in for him against Minnesota, actually really held his own uh, against that Vikings team. There were, I believe, Brock Purdy was pressured, I believe it was eight times, um, and six of those were Daniil Hunter, but all six of those came when Daniil Hunter was rushing against Colton McKivitz, the right tackle for the 49ers. So I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, I, I respect the hell out of Big Lou. And I imagine that, that he is going to, uh, you know, exploit those tackles in, in, in ways that we probably don't even recognize right now. But if Williams can't go, I'm, I'm not, Obviously, Jalen Moore is not Trent Williams, but I, I think he he will be fine. What I'm worried about is McKivitz and Moore together, uh, just because again, you're 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 down an all-world left tackle, and again, if it's Sam Darnold taking snaps, it's I see ghosts, right? And 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 I imagine that that Lou is going to try and make him see ghosts for sure. We'll stay with the offensive side of the ball when it comes to injuries. It, it seems like Debo might be out for another game, or is that still? He is out. Yeah. 
with him out over the last few weeks or just even the last game, you have other guys, playmakers. I mean, goodness, when it comes to the tight end room, it's one of the things I feel like Cincinnati's defense has struggled with outside of Travis Kelsey. They seem to be able to stop him, which is absolutely wild. But when it's Andrews or it's another top tight end in the league, they just struggle with being able to stop him. And it feels like he could, you know, have a big game and just the other playmakers they have on the team that have been able to step up for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I, I think Kyle Shanahan misses Debo because I think Debo is, is is a bit of an easy button for him, right? If the offense is struggling, if they're if they're struggling to string together some some consistent drives, you know, he loves to dial up just a like a, a wide receiver screen or an end around or something for Debo just to get the ball in his hands and get him in space because he's otherworldly when when that happens. And so when he doesn't have that, I think he struggles sometimes to find a way to break out of, you know, a, a, some inconsistencies, if you will. And you're right. They've got a lot of other playmakers, obviously Christian McCaffrey being, being top of the list, but Brandon Ayuk, who is, is coming into his own this season as, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the probably 15 best wide receivers in the NFL. And obviously you've got George Kittle, who is, I think in, in my opinion, the best all around tight end in football, Obviously, Travis Kelsey is the best receiving tight end, but George affects the run game significantly more than Travis does. Uh, and it, he has he he had a big game right against the Cowboys, three touchdowns. Um, that was awesome. But for the most part, he's been pretty quiet this year. And so uh, I I would expect to to see Kyle try and probably get him going, uh, especially again if if Darnold isn't is the one taking snaps because it's a, a quarterback's best friend is a is a reliable tight end and so I think you would see George uh in involved more and then the the, the weird thing last week was Brandon Ayuk had five catches for I think almost 75 yards in the first half against the Vikings and didn't catch another ball after that it was weird don't know what was going on there but I would like to see him more involved. Obviously, he was the hero of that game against you guys uh, two years ago in Cincinnati with that game-winning touchdown. Um, I would I would venture to see venture to say that I, he will be more involved. And then I I kind of want to see if Kyle gets a little creative uh, when it comes to trying to fill a, a little bit of that Debo role and see if he puts maybe like a Jordan Mason in the backfield and then puts CMC in that Debo role. And, and see if he can't get CMC some of those same touches uh, that he gets Debo. So, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried at all that Kyle Shanahan can't, you know, figure out a game plan. Uh, I'm just worried about whether or not Sam Darnold can execute it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Well, say again, you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. It feels like that anytime touchdown is money for a lot of teams or a lot of fans yes. who bet on sports every week when yes. you look at Christian McCaffrey. And it's been an amazing trade for the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll say this, most of the season, it feels like the Cincinnati Bengals really struggle with stopping the run. And if DJ Reader takes any breaks, that's when you really capitalize on it. And Christian McCaffrey is the top running back in the NFL right now. Um, you know, mm -hmm. what do you expect outside of, you know, maybe even just receptions, just the running game for Christian McCaffrey against this defense? Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing is that if you look back at the last uh, three games for Christian McCaffrey, the, the running game has actually been not great. Um, you know, McCaffrey had, uh, I think, 50 50 ish yards against the Vikings. Uh, against the Browns, I believe he had less than that. Although the Browns, you know, you could argue have are sporting probably the best defense in the NFL. Um, but yeah, they got to get the running game going. And I think part of the problem for the 49ers is uh, more related to their offensive line or specifically their interior offensive line, which has been playing pretty poorly over the last uh, handful of games. Um, you know, they, they dominated that Cowboys team, which is still a, a great defense. And then just put out two clunkers against the Browns and the Vikings. And again, not really sure what, what to point to, but uh, some more consistency on the interior of the offensive line is going to go a long way. And then again, you know, if, if Trent is out, that's tough because they love to run behind him and more is not, I mean, he's not half the run blocker that Trent Williams is. So, you know, they could really struggle to run the ball again uh, if, if, if Trent doesn't play, but I, I would imagine again with if if Purdy's not playing, Kyle's going to try and lean on the run and establish that early, and it'll be up to to the Bengals to prove that they can stop it. Two quick uh, defensive questions for the 49ers. When I looked at this game, the guy who scares me is when you put pressure on the offensive line. I know a lot of people have talked about the Bengals' offensive line over the last few years. I would say this is the better offensive line in Joe Burrow's career. And I don't know if that's saying yeah. too much, uh, but you, you get some uh, <laughs> low bar, right? Yeah, it's pretty, the bar's definitely low yeah. uh, for Joe Burrow and his offensive line, but they're going against Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa, I've noticed just some of the criticism over the last few mm -hmm. games, and he's still someone who terrifies me going against this offensive line. What do you think about the D line versus the Bengals um, offensive line? You know, honestly, I think uh, you guys are, uh, in for a bit of a rough go because I really do think that that defensive line is a bit embarrassed by their performance against the Vikings on on Monday night and and they should be it was a a terrible performance for a very star-studded and expensive defensive line with Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw or, sorry Javon Hargrave and Javon Kinlaw we've got two of them they pronounce their first name differently which is interesting um and then obviously and then Randy Gregory who was a pickup that they got uh, from from the Broncos who had a sack against Cleveland, but the 49ers had zero sacks against Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. So I, I think that they're going to come into this game kind of with their hair on fire to to really just kind of show, hey, that Minnesota game, that was, that was the aberration, right? Like we're going to put this game on our backs and we are going to do whatever we can to dominate. And so – you know, and and Nick Bosa even said this week, somebody asked him, you know, has do you feel like your holdout has affected, you know, the way that you've played so far? And and he basically said, Yeah, you know, a lot of the things that he would have worked on in in training camp, he's trying to work on now and it's causing him to think too much and things like that. So I think he's probably gonna try and simplify some things. I think you might see 
I think you might see Wilkes start to dial up some some stunts and twists and things like that to help the defensive line uh, rather than just trying to just straight up rush four. And like I said, I think they're going to come out a little bit angry, and, and I'll be interested to see if 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 it makes a difference. Uh, that absolutely gives me nightmares to think about uh, <laughs> leading up to this game, to be completely honest. One more uh, question. When you think about yeah. guys like Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins, who has had mm -hmm. a little bit of a down year, for, for this season, and he, and he is dealing yeah. with the rib fracture right now, and he's going to be playing through that. But Jamar Chase has been their most talented offensive player so far this season. I know yes. a lot of people could point at Joe Burrow and his calf injury, and he's about 90 to 100% now, and that's good to see for a mobile quarterback. But at the same time, it feels like they might move Jamar Chase around a little bit. But what do you think about these wide receivers versus the 49ers secondary? Well, as much as uh, that defensive line gives you nightmares, that wide receiver room gives me nightmares because I see what the Minnesota Vikings were able to do uh, against the 49ers on Monday night, and that was without Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and it's just like they, you know, they allowed 300 and I, I believe it was 40 some odd yards to to Kirk Cousins, and and you know Addison is is a great rookie, but again, that was Justin Jefferson is is all world, just like just like his, his former teammate you have there in, in Jamar Chase. And so I am concerned about Chase and Higgins and Boyd and what they can do to this secondary, especially if the defensive line is not getting home. You know, And that was the biggest issue in Minnesota was, uh, you know, this, this defense is predicated upon a four-man pass rush, which is what can – if your four-man rush is getting home, then you can play all the zone you want behind because – the quarterback isn't going to be able to pick that zone apart. But when the quarterback has all the time in the world, you can see what happens. They get just absolutely uh, picked apart. And so I'll be interested to see, you know, the 49ers have two good corners in, in, in Mooney Ward and Diamador Lenore. I think Lenore is, is an ascending player. Um, you know, I think he's, he's grown over the past. This is his third season. Now uh, he was good last year. I think he's even better this year. Uh, but Jamar Chase is is the best wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion, um, or or one B to Justin Jefferson. And I don't know. It's 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 scary, you know, to to see what happened on Monday night and then think that an even better quarterback and an even better wide receiver uh, room is coming to uh, coming to play on Sunday. So I would imagine that. We're still going to see a lot of zone. I don't think the 49ers are going to try and get away too much from what they do and what they do best. Um, it's just going to be whether or not the, uh, the 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 49ers can get home with that defensive line. I think that's going to be the difference in the game. If they can, I think that the that the 49ers can win this game. If they can't get home, uh, I think it's going to be a long a long afternoon for the 49ers, and and I would imagine that the the Bengals would probably pull out that win. Yeah, I think a lot of Bengals fans, they were watching Monday Night Football and they had mixed feelings because I think a lot of people wanted the 49ers to win so they wouldn't face the Cincinnati Bengals being 0-2 in the last two games with just their hot start. And then there are a lot of other Bengals fans who are like, wait, Cincinnati's 2-0 right now. What's this going to look like? It's just... We mm -hmm. do not know at this very moment. I know there's um, a lot of question marks if Trent Williams is going to go because he's going to be a game changer on the offensive line. Um, at the quarterback position, it's either going to be Brock or Sam to be determined. But right now, it honestly feels a little bit like it's going to be Brock. Um, it seemed a little optimistic, which is good for mm -hmm. him. You know, you never want to yeah. see players battling any injuries. Um, should be a pretty good matchup. But um, I want to hear a little bit about yourself before we get to predictions because I've been around the Cincinnati Bengals my whole entire life, so I'm a fan but I get to talk about one of my favorite teams. How did you become a San Francisco 49ers fan? 
Uh, much like you, I've been a 49ers fan from the womb. I am uh, born and raised in Northern California. I live just outside of Sacramento. I actually uh, live roughly five miles from where Jonah Williams went to high school. Um, so it's fun to see it's fun to see him uh, in the league and, and succeeding like he is. Um, but uh, yeah, been a 49er fan my whole life. Uh, I was born in 1982. So uh, there's three Super Bowls that I really remember. Uh, the one, the biggest one for me would be uh, the last one they won with Steve Young and and that offense just absolutely decimating the the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Um, and then, you know, uh, I am a teacher by trade uh, and not by trade. That is what I do. I'm a teacher. Um, but when the pandemic hit, uh, I uh, I was I, I used to go to 49ers Web Zone uh, just to get all my 49ers news. And then there was a little thing saying writers wanted. And I was like, well, I might as well try that. You know, again, it's it's the pandemic. I'm, you know, at home. I'm not really going anywhere. I might as well try it out. And so I started writing for them and then uh, started editing for them. So I don't write as much anymore. I edit. And then uh, I got uh, I was I was doing a podcast, a 49ers podcast with a, a buddy of mine. And then uh, the 49ers Web Zone No Huddle podcast, which is like the official podcast of the 49ers Web Zone, uh, invited me on. And uh, I've been doing that for uh, a couple years now. And so it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's now just Al and I hosting, uh, but we really enjoy uh, just, you know, chopping up. It's fun. Al is, Al's a New York guy. So it's, you, get, you get both coasts with us. And, uh, and he's a Yankees fan. I'm a New, uh, San Francisco Giants fan. So, you know, we get some interesting perspectives in there. But, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I continue to enjoy, enjoy being a part of the Odyssey family. Uh, yeah, uh, our, our intrepid producer, Spencer, who is also our producer, uh, said that Al can be a cranky old man sometimes. And that is true. Al has some legendary rants that, uh, <laughs> that we haven't heard much of because things have been pretty good for the 49ers so far this season, but Hey, if they lose three in a row, we might, we might get another one. We'll never know. You know, it's, it's crazy when you think about it just a couple years ago. And honestly, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Niners were in the same situation last year playing in the mm -hmm. championship weekend. But the the year before, I really thought it was going to be the Bengals and 49ers in the Super Bowl in L.A. Yeah. It was so close for that reunion. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't see the Super Bowl when the Bengals lost to the 49ers twice. But, you know, I've heard enough about it that you <laughs> wanted that rematch again. And it just yeah. felt like a, it was a dropped interception away, wasn't it? Uh, roughly roughly okay i i will say this because i jaquaski tart who dropped that interception against the rams i like to remind people there were still roughly seven minutes left in that game <laughs> if he intercepted that ball were the 49ers going to win probably but there was still more opportunity for them to win that game and in the end the offense couldn't pull it couldn't pull it out but uh jaquaski tart if you're listening i'm defending you man i always have that is that that loss is not on you, but but yeah, it it you know it, it was very close, and uh, that would have been that would have been quite the quite the Super Bowl rematch because, like you said, you know it's it, there's revenge on the mind of everyone in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, it should be a, it should be a good game on Sunday. I'm gonna make you if you feel comfortable, go ahead and give yeah. your prediction. What do you think is gonna happen? Uh, so Al and I recorded a little bit ago, uh, and so I gave this prediction, and and I will hold to it because I uh, I'm not I'm not trying to waffle. Um, I think Sam Darnold is going to play, and if Sam Darnold plays, then I don't feel like the 49ers have the same uh, shot to win that they would if Brock plays. And so I did end up predicting a 49ers loss, and that was the Bengals 27, Niners 24. 
I'm shocked to hear you say that because like, <laughs> I said, like I said before, I'm still very terrified of this game. The Bengals are going on the road. They're coming out of the bye. Offensively, the only person that has stepped up so far this season is Jamar Chase. I still like the 49ers defense and they still have weapons that the secondary that's still pretty young. They're going to have to to be able to guard. And even this defensive line, yes, they have Trey Hendrickson. Even if it's a backup out there, you got you to gotta play him on the road. And this team is going to be fighting in the 49ers. I'm picking a Cincinnati Bengals win, but I think it's going to be like a 23-20. It's going to come down to maybe a walk-off field goal, to be completely honest with you. Man, if it comes down to a walk-off field goal and the 49ers win that, that's going to that's gonna do a lot for Jake Moody's confidence. That's for sure. I mean, I wanted you guys to be the Cleveland Browns. I was watching this, leaving the stadium and hoping, please make the kick. Please make the kick. Yeah. And then, oh, man. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I'm hoping for a good game. And here's the thing about it. It would be really cool. I, I know Cincinnati, they have to kind of dig themselves out over in the AFC North. And the 49ers are still, I feel like, the top team in the NFC, especially when they get some of these guys back. Uh, but overall, I hope they see each other again in February. That'd be kind of fun. I would love it because that means, again, that uh, that they are playing in the Super Bowl. So uh, best of luck to the Bengals on that on that pursuit. And uh, again, best of luck to my Niners on their pursuit as well. Brian Rennick, thank you so much for joining us. 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a great day. Thank you.